Today's mm. podcast is brought to us by Lay's product. Yes, uh, specifically roasted garlic oyster flavor Lay's potato chips. Do you feel like I am always yelling at you guys? <laughs> we ignore that. You Have you tasted these chips? Yes, I have. And okay. they are the funkiest. They are the funkiest. But what's not appetizing wrong. is this, this photo of it. It almost looks like the photo of the product. Like they're saying, this is what... This is what's really going to sell it is this oyster. It looks like, I don't know if it's some sort of oyster in the half shell or something. They put some sort of curry on it or something like that. It's just, it's not what you think about when you think about potato chips. If you ate curry and then really quickly and then threw up. Yeah, put I was going to say, you had to throw up first and that's the throw up. And then you put chives on it to make it look better. Yeah. That's what it was. Not, not great. Okay. You know what would be an excellent Christmas gift? Mm, uh, a bunch of really good black licorice. That is true. Um, <laughs> so let's let's go as, let's act as if we're trying to sell some products. Oh, of, okay, of, yes, of, ours. of course. Do you know what would be an, a wonderful Christmas gift? I think anyone would love to have. One of those awesome nice cult t-shirts or a mug, a a Christmas nice cult mug or even a blanket, yes. Or Or even your own certified membership in the nice cult. Go ahead and ask me the question, Nathan, (laughs) what what would be one of the best gifts to give someone at this wonderful holiday season? A nice cult? Membership, of course. <laughs> I couldn't even think of it. Well, well, because I wasn't expecting that question. I was expecting the question is if our membership on our website is working. That's what I thought you were going to ask. Oh, is the membership on our website working? Nope. Really? <laughs> yeah, it is. Actually, it's working 100%. Okay. So you just go there, you click on support the nice cult area, and you can have two different choices membership. There's going to be three different choices tomorrow. Okay. So, oh, because I want to do our, our naming service. Oh, our naming service. Oh, I'm so excited about that. Yeah. That's good. All right. What do, you, what do you charge for something like that? Should we just charge, I'm thinking, $250 minimum, and that gives you 20 minutes of consultation with us. No, that's not enough. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> do... let's, do, let's do that, but let's do a discount. So maybe that is the discount. Normally five hundred dollars. Normally five hundred. That's the Christmas discount. Yeah. Our, our think we'll name your kid. We'll name if you discover a new plant or a body part, mm-hmm. or you you founded a church or religious organization or you, what? Or you want to name your company or uh, or your street. We we definitely can help with all of those things. Your farm, whatever. You dig up a potato and it looks like a face, and you want to name it. Your whatever the name is, it will be seventy five percent better than anyone else's name, guaranteed. Or or part or a tenth of your money back. (laughs) I'm not I'm not willing to part with that, but okay. Well, when you say a guarantee, you've got to have. <laughs> when you say guarantee, you've got to have a consequence, right? Yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, I wanted to say this is cult news. Okay. But prepare for the world, or at least Salt Lake City and Utah Valley, to end. Okay. There's a new quote unquote prophet mm-hmm. that has kind of left the LDS church and he's calling the church. LDS Church and Repentance. He kind of left the LDS well, he, Church. Well, he's, he, is he still a member? I don't know if he's been officially Ex. excommunicated or anything, okay. but he has called uh, Russell M. Nielsen. Yes. He's saying that he is a false prophet, so I guess that's probably... Oh, I, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm sure if it hasn't happened, it's going to be happening. And, yeah. um, and then he okay. is. He said, all is not well in Zion, so this guy's name is Todd Sella. Okay. We're going to cover him. Coming up soon, maybe mm-hmm. next season, or maybe if within maybe within the next three months, because the world's going to end in three months. And his channel on YouTube is called Joseph Told the Truth. So he is pro Book mm-hmm. of Mormon, but anti anything after Brigham Young. Uh huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think he should have stopped before Brigham Young. <laughs> <laughs> he said Joseph told the truth. Anyway. Oh, so so anything after Brigham Young. So he's saying that polygamy is good. Then he is saying that Joseph Smith did not, was not a polygamist. That's what he's saying. 
No, but he I mean, was. He, he can prove it. Like even the even our he church leaders don't even say that he wasn't. He can prove it. Oh, yeah, supposedly. Right. So anyway, yeah, that's that's God, so. That's uh, well. I'm sure that we are going to hear more about him. This well, is exciting. Yeah, I'm thinking the way he the way he announced it. He's like within three months, and I'm not even going to see my family until we're all gathered together. And he wants people to gather in Boise, Idaho. And that's where he's called. He's does he saying, say what's going to happen? Is it going to be a natural disaster? He, does, he didn't or? say, but he said it will just be a disaster here. No one will live here permanently anymore in Utah mm-hmm. and Salt Lake Valley. Well, that sounds like a nuclear so, blast to me. Yeah. Okay. He said you could come back for, you can come back for personal items maybe. But, uh, and then it's, uh, he thinks it's going to be a convoy of people going up there and everyone else will, mm-hmm. will just perish. Okay. Well, I can't wait to see that happens. Um, you just take a really blase attitude towards this, Lauren. Well, we're talking about the place that you've lived most of your life, and it's going to be destroyed within three months. We've talked about the uh, foolishness of actually predicting the end of the world. Yeah, we we have, but and not the end of Salt Lake and Utah Valley. You're right. You're right. That and if it happens. I'll be very. Uh, I'll I'll pay him a little bit more heedance. You yeah. know, I'll, I'll be like, oh, wow, <laughs> maybe he's got some there. I'll listen a little bit more. But is it is it's not really worth moving to Boise, Idaho for? No. Besides, I <laughs> I got land further down south. Yeah. So so that's where the compound's going to be anyway. So yeah. we'll move down there. <laughs> what what you laughing at? There's laughing at something. I'm also reading some of the questions of the week. I'm reading some of the answers to like uh, you know the the ones that we're supposed to like the survey. The one we're not supposed to look at. I'm gonna be the one that looks okay. at them. Okay, so okay. I have access to it. But the one we're not supposed to look at, there are some funny stuff in there. <laughs> well, so everyone, oh, I did put a, put it on Twitter. I I put a link to the questionnaire. So okay, it, perfect. It, I'm sorry, it's Xer or something. Oh, like? X dot com. Yeah. yeah. Just, X. I hate it. Yeah, I know. X.com. It just it doesn't roll off the tongue. Question Sounds of the like week. a porn site. I, I hate to tell you that. Yeah. But, you I, know. I've misspelled it and did triple X.com. <laughs> Not good at work. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> okay, what we got, Gunner? Question of the week. Should Thor be listening to the podcast? Oh. Yes. He should suffer with the rest of us. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Okay. Dang it! Uh, what do you? Uh, we're, we're still on. What do you do to help get you through a th- tough time? Mm-hmm. The only thing that gets me through a tough time is thinking about the inevitable and looming death of the universe <laughs> that will rip all the atoms of the universe apart. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that kind of makes me feel a little bit better about stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like this is all. All this madness will end one day. Yeah. Yes. Should yeah. Thor be listening to the podcast? Nah, he was there when it was recorded. Yes. <laughs> if you want, I think that you put this in. No, I thought about it though. <laughs> I thought about putting it in. Like, the only time you do anything is when you want to get a point across to us. <laughs> Someone else said this. Nah, he was there when it was recorded. If you want more listeners, do what other podcasts do and pay Indians to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I think that, I do that. That's not a thing. No, it is a yeah. thing. Yeah, it, it is. is. Like, um, someone will have like the spoof accounts that uh-huh. they do for on Twitter or on or X or or whatever, and then they will like something. So you can pay to have someone like a post or <laughs> to join your podcast or whatever. So they have people do that kind of stuff. Okay. And well. then what do you do to get you through a tough through tough times? I do something active like have tantric sex. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like Sting. Like, yeah, that's, of course, that's a Sting that comment. Was, that was a, Sting who actually wrote that. That I'm was sure. Sting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He just yeah. needs to leave us alone. He's, he writes in way too often. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon well, Sumner. Right now it's one and one, so I might be able to get off from having to listen to my podcast here. Gordy. Listen, um, <laughs> we've got to talk to you. Uh, give us a call, and we will uh, we'll chitty chat. Let's do a bishop if okay. you guys are all right with that. Yeah. Okay. Dear Bishop, I work in a small office. There are twelve people on staff, and only one bathroom for each sex. 
The other day, I was on the toilet and someone got in the stall next to me. I recognized his shoes right away. It was my boss. As I finished up my business, he started making the worst bathroom <laughs> noises you can imagine. It was all grunting, pushing, farting, and, and what sounded like dumping <laughs> a sack of potatoes into the toilet. <laughs> that is the worst. I hate public restrooms for that reason. You know, where I, you're like, oh, oh, shoot. Like dumping a sack of potatoes in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I quickly started to leave so I could save him the embarrassment of having someone be the witness to his unsavory <laughs> event. Before I could leave, he called out my name and asked if I could turn on the fan. <laughs> Before I left. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so. <laughs> okay. Give me a second. <laughs> I think we're going to have to. Okay. So, dear cult leaders, how do I continue to work here when at any moment I could be required? <laughs> I think you're going to have to finish it. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, let's see. I could be required to interact with my boss again. He didn't, e he didn't even seem embarrassed. Should I just act like nothing happened? Yes. Yeah. No. yeah. I, I laugh about that because I was someone's boss. And I was talking to them in the stall. Because, you, you know, we were both that. going to the bathroom, but I was talking to them in the stall. And finally, he's like, you know, I really can't be in here any longer. Is you just are smelling it up so bad. <laughs> I just started laughing. I'm like, all right, that's cool. I had a boss that, this is, I worked in Salt Lake, and this guy... In the bathroom, I think my theory is there's it's a sanctuary of no talking. Mm -hmm. You don't yeah, interact. Yeah. You don't make eye contact. You do your business. You get out of there. I'm in the urinal doing my business, and he clapped me on the back. He goes, "How's it going, Nathan?" No, <laughs> you don't do that. You don't cause the jostle. <laughs> no. I, think, I think next time I'm gonna go up and I'm gonna start rubbing your back while you're doing it. I'm just gonna just like, oh, Nathan, how you doing? <laughs> I don't hear anything happening. You need me to loosen you up a little? <laughs> I think in this kind of situation, act like nothing happened. Yeah, you, you have to. Bosses can get away with stuff like that. You know what I'm talking about? No employee's going to do that to their boss, but a boss is like, yeah. I'm in charge. So Christmas is coming up. I think that he should gift wrap a canister of Metamucil and, say it's, and not say who it's from. <laughs> it would be obvious, but you just don't even, you'd never admit to it. Uh-huh. You just gets it like a, you know, a boss will get gifts sometimes. Like, you know, like white elephant kind of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, maybe you get him a nice cold blanket. What? <laughs> <laughs> Say, you can use this to fan away the air, the nasty air. Uh, um... Well, that is the standard response. The standard but, response. But, yeah, you, but I don't think that's the right one in this case. Really? I, well, no. And I, I agree. I think you should completely ignore it and pretend it yeah. never happened. Yeah, yeah ignore it. it. I don't you know what else can't. What else could you do. What are yeah. the options? Uh, I do like the Metamucil as the gag gift, though. It, it, you just... You can't admit so it. So you can't you can't ignore it and give that because if you're giving Metamucil as a gag gift... Everyone has to be in on it, including the boss. Like, they have to know what's, what it's all about. Really? That's what makes it funny. Otherwise, it's like, uh, this is more it awkward is, than anything. Maybe you're, maybe maybe you're kind right. Of funny. I mean, getting Metamucil is kind of funny. Well, I know getting Metamucil, but... Uh, or but maybe I, some I medicated might be right. hemorrhoid pads. <laughs> or something. I don't know. I, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hemorrhoid pads? <laughs> Aren't those the same as, like... And you know, not tampons, the other thing. Liners. The ones that have wings. The, the pads. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the pads. Yeah. yeah. And the three guys trying to talk about this. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is the one thing that I just don't deal with very often. Really? Well, I, I mean, Come personally. Off, how many times have you gone to the store late at night to buy some pads? Oh, I, never. Really? Never pads. Oh, okay. Well, tampons then. Yeah. I know all about tampons. First of all, is there never any mind. Way we're, we not to this? We, we're not going to talk. We're not going to talk about this anymore. We're done. Okay. All right. Well, I will say that I've gone many a night going over to the store to buy, you know, certain products that I would never use. 
<laughs> is this is that something that possibly you were asked to do because uh, to get back at you for something? No, it's, it's just not a punishment. It's it's not. Well, it's, it's not a, a privilege. <laughs> no, it's not a privilege. It's just like when you're uh, bleeding and you're like blah, you know. Then of course you you if you can get someone else to go out and and help you out, then you do right. Okay. Yeah, no. yeah. It's just you don't want to walk through the store, you know, with a trail of blood behind you. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen. That's an unrealistic. I don't scenario. know. I don't know. It's what are you without like pants on or something? <laughs> okay, that's more of a I'm, I'm exaggerating things. <laughs> Yeah. a little bit, okay? But that's not I mean, just the last thing you want to do. Whether or not you have something catching it, you do have something catching it. Your <laughs> yeah. pants will, at least. Yes, okay? I know, yeah. I know. I'm exaggerating, okay? But oh, That reminds me of a story that will blow everyone's mind. Okay. Do we want to share this one? I don't know. I don't We're know getting if we into are. The, I think that, like, this This is going to be... No, no one wants to hear this one, but yeah. I'm going to tell it anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, let's... let's 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 no, scare let's away our uh, our audience, okay. our female audience. Okay. No, I'm not going to share it anymore. Fans, n- know that. Um, here's the question of the week: Do you want to hear Gunner's disgusting story? Okay, there you go. <sighs> if if I get enough people saying yes, do it. Then I'll do it. Otherwise, I know that you know you probably made a wise wise decision. In uh, maybe it sounds like a Patreon thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta pay for the growth. You gotta more. (laughs) Pay extra for this. It'll be right next to that uh, squashing moon pies with our feet. All right. Yeah. (laughs) So what's the decision on this one? You convinced me. No metamucil. Because you kind of have to have everyone in on the joke. It would be funnier that way if everyone's yeah. on the joke. So, so you just totally ignore it and, in fact, erase it from your mind. So you really need to cut this next part out, Gunner. Okay. <laughs> if you listen to the podcast, you'll hear that it's going to be cut okay, out. Okay, forget it then. No, no. Go ahead, Thor. So anyway, I hate to tell you this, though, but I get a primitive delight Going to the bathroom on company time where I'm being paid <laughs> to pee <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> I got 50 cents. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. It just, it's just <laughs> kind of a fun little thing. I, I, it, I don't take it to extremes, but if I can go to the bathroom while getting paid for it, I'm I'm really happy. <laughs> I know. I do feel weird. guilty if I stay in there a little long, though. Mm, yeah, yeah. You can't stay in there too long. But yeah, I, I'm like you're, very you're conscious of my time. Yeah, I'm very conscious. I'm like 45 minutes, and I'm like, eh, sh- should I come out? <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <No>. awesome. <laughs> now I'll finish this chapter. <laughs> yeah, we finish, finish this shift. game. This game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, Thor. What do you have for us today? Welcome to another episode of Mom, I Joined a Cult, the only podcast about cults by an actual cult. Listen as we examine other cults, discuss what they did right and what they did wrong, and then build our own cult from the ground up. And now your hosts, Gunner, Nathan, and Thor. I'm going to be talking about a man named Walter Gibson. He was born in uh, 1822, and there's we don't know exactly where he was born. I We think he was born on a ship going from Gibraltar back to England, but we're not quite positive. They, there's several different stories going on. In fact, there's several different stories of a lot of his life. Sounds uh, very, uh, what's the guy's name from Scientology? L. Ron Hubbardish. L. Ron Hubbardish. Yeah, except that he's, as I say, eighteen twenty-two. And so there's, uh, it's is easier to get lost in oh, the, yeah. the sands to of make history. Up your own past. The sands of time there. But he was born there. Uh, he was raised in the south of the United States. So he grew up. He was a school teacher for a while in Georgia. He had a wife. Had a couple kids, and his wife died on him. And he decided to become uh, an adventurer, a filibuster is what, kind of what they called him. Yeah, I, I didn't know this, but a filibuster is kind of a Dutch word. 
and it was originally like someone who causes up evil uh, in societies or something like that. So there were a lot of filibusters, and I'm putting this in quotes, during this time, like uh, there was a guy named Walker who basically took over Nicaragua. Uh, you guys know about that, right? Uh, he was American. Yeah, he was American adventure. He kind of took over uh, Nicaragua. He went in, he tried to take over Costa Rica for a while. It's one like of their few batteries. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he he went into Costa Rica, and, but failed miserably. Uh, these farmer Costa Rican farmers uh, managed to take apart his army. And he eventually, he... he uh, I think he got killed or something like that. Anyway, it didn't last very long, his little kingdom. But there were, around this time, there were all sorts of, you know, gentlemen adventurers going out trying to create, you know, names for themselves and, and powers and stuff like that, uh, countries and whatever. Do Gen the thing like that. Gentlemen. Gentlemen adventurers, yes, you know. Yeah, so... I think whenever I hear the the phrase gentleman, I think of a pompous asshole. I don't actually think of someone that's like a really upstanding individual. Well, in this time, that's what gentleman meant, okay? <laughs> oh, it really meant to be... No. Oh, okay. It didn't. Okay. It meant you were of gentle birth or uh, you were of noble birth. Aristocrat, yes. Uh, mm. Although Walker Gibson was not an aristocrat by any means, but he was white. Which was good enough in those days at that time. Got it. Uh, that sounds really racist, guys. And it was a it racist was, time. It was a racist time. So he decided to uh, become a, a gentleman adventurer. He got a ship together, a crew together, went out and started going into the Caribbean. And he was somewhat of a pirate, a gun smuggler. He had a different adventures to, to make wealth and get power to him. Anyway, he wound up in Malaysia. When you say that, was he a pirate? Well, he probably, he might have been. As you say, the records are, yeah, a private uh, profiteer. He, the records are not incredibly detailed. He was on the other side of the law. Anyway, he wound up in Malaysia and the Dutch authorities caught him trying to ferment or uh, rebellion kind of uh, among the Malaysian people, the, the, the natives there in the charge and, and they didn't like it. They threw him in prison for a while and they kept on trying to get him on trial and he'd like write to the United States papers, you know, and be like, oh, I'm so innocent. They'd print it and stuff like that. Mm. And he was really good at playing the blame game and eventually kind of shipped him out to England, got back into the United States. And he heard of this awesome brand new religion. And while he was in jail, he had a dream, a vision. And the vision was that he would show the way to a people who would build up a kingdom in the isles, uh, the isles, the seas, uh, a kingdom with chains around the earth. And so, he went back. I know what one we're talking about. <laughs> this is super exciting. <laughs> so anyway, he goes and he uh, he finds this awesome new religion. And it's uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And he's like, this sounds really cool. And so he's back east and he travels over to Salt Lake City. And he got baptized in the church by Heber C. Kimball. And almost immediately... Uh, he was, well, even before he got baptized, he was started talking to uh, members about how they, they really shouldn't be living in a desert wasteland like they were right now. They should be living in one of the South Sea Islands and take it over. He's totally right. What does Brigham Young do when someone is saying stuff like that? He sends them to the South Sea Isles. No, he sends them on a mission. Well, he does. Well, of course, a mission. Where did the mission take him? He went back east, okay? So he was out there back east, uh, but he got called back in there. He left that mission due to the Utah War uh, in 1857. We talked a little bit about the Utah War uh, when we talked about the uh, massacre, the Mountain Meadow Massacre, right? 
Meanwhile, let's talk about the Sandwich Islands, which uh, are basically Hawaii right now. So the Sandwich Islands was uh, open up to missionary work in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in 1850. And 10 missionaries went there to the Sandwich Islands to start converting the uh, Europeans that were living there. The uh, Europeans? The, or do you mean the natives? No, I mean the Europeans. So, no. yeah, because uh, there were quite a few Europeans living there in those Sandwich Islands. They were, uh, the they had their, the they had their own king, uh, the Sandwich Islands, they, the Hawaiians, their own king, and he kind of had set up somewhat of a government, and uh, uh, there were quite a few uh, Europeans that were living there. So 10 missionaries came in. Uh, the most famous of them would be George Q. Cannon. And they started setting up and they started going out, uh, diversifying and talking to uh, these settlers here, this, these European settlers. And they quickly came to the conclusion that these European settlers weren't really interested in religion. And so they're like, well, shoot, what do we do now? And they realized that what they really need to do was learn the native language, Hawaiian, and teach the natives. And so that's what they started doing, which is was hard. And about five or six of them decided to call their missions early and go off. But the rest of them stuck to it and started converting uh, these natives and doing a pretty good job of it. The missionaries that left, others were sent to replace them. One of them is uh, Joseph, was Joseph F. Smith, who was 15 years old. And uh, oh, really? For those that uh, don't know who he is, he became a prophet. Yeah, he was one uh, of the presidents, presidents of, the of the church of Jesus Christ. So later on, yeah. So Joseph F. Smith had a, kind of a hard early life. His dad died uh, when he was just a kid. In fact, I think he died while he was basically being born or thereabouts. He went across the plains, uh, settled in Salt Lake as a young kid, and his mom later died when he was just like 11 or 12 or something like that. He had this sister, okay, that he was basically taking care of. And so the story is that the school teacher got on his sister in the, and they were all one room classrooms or whatever, and was going to beat her. Instead, he got up and he's 15 years old and he beat the crap out of the teacher. So, (laughs) yeah. And so, and they're like, oh, shoot. <laughs> what do we do with a what do we do with a problem child? Send well, him on a mission. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he was ordained to be a minister at 15. He went out. He went to California, worked on farms until he got enough money to get to the Sandwich Islands and went in there and started <laughs> preaching. <laughs> but eventually what happened is because of the Utah War, all missionaries everywhere around the world were brought back to Utah. The church in the Sandwich uh, Islands was actually not doing too bad. They had about 20 branches there at the time when the missionaries all left. That's pretty huge. Walter Gibson, he's still talking about how awesome the Sandwich Islands are and uh, the, all the islands in the area, not just them. But Brigham Young is like, you know, I think we ought to have you go off and become an ambassador for the church. Uh, we're going to give you some important letters, and uh, we want you to try and get introduced to the Emperor of Japan and uh, the Malaysian chief guys, and and you have these important-looking documents with the ribbons and the seals and stuff like that. And we're going to have you go over there, introduce yourself to them, and try and make some inroads there. And uh, we'll... Uh, make you a missionary we'll call you a missionary of these uh of the whole basically asian area and by the way while you're going down that way could you stop off on the sandwich islands and just check out the church over there see if they're doing okay and so (laughs) walter's like sounds good to me went off to sandwich islands dropped off there and he found these members there and he decided that this was a great place. He didn't have to move on to Japan or anything else like that. He was going to stay here. And he gathered up the members of the church there, and he told them that the U.S. Army had destroyed Salt Lake and the church, and that basically he, and he showed them his awesome-looking letters and seals, and said he was had been uh, given uh, the authority 
to be the new prophet, basically. That is, I want to say, that is so awesomely bad. (laughs) And so he's like, so I'm in charge now. And he started uh, doing things his own way there, okay? So one of the things he did is he set up his own quorum of apostles, 70s, bishops, and priestesses of temples okay nice i you know. change things up a little bit if you're gonna exactly start your, own, your own thing i like it and to make it even better you had to pay for the privilege of being an apostle so you had to give him money to do that so no <laughs> <laughs> one of the other things he did is he got the saints in the island the the, the converts were somewhat gathered in a little island called lani Lani, L A N A I, Lanai. Okay. So, Nathan, how do you know? I, I don't. Have you know. been to Island? Uh, or have you been to Hawaii? I haven't been to Hawaii. But no. I've heard okay. of. I heard of. You have heard of. Okay. So anyway, he uh, got the uh, the the saints there. He basically uh, called forth that they were going to build a, a city there. Uh, it's called the city of Joseph. And he got all the saints there to buy up the land around there and give it all to him. So he owned the whole settlement there. And at first I thought he owned the whole island. He didn't, but he owned a large part of it, okay? So... Well, so I don't understand how this guy is in game. Like, like there's no mail. There's no people visiting from other islands. It's like... Maybe well, at the time there wasn't as many, but still there's, you know... Well, they didn't have phones in. at the time. Remember, he's talking. Most of the people couldn't speak English that oh, he was okay. there, okay? And this was not the main Hawaiian island. Their mail was spotty and stuff like that. He had all these important documents. Yeah, but I'm thinking, like, this ruse could last a year tops if he was very controlling but it's um anyway it lasted more than a year but you're right eventually it's going to fall apart okay one more thing is he started a militia and started drilling them in army tactics (laughs) so and he sent out missionaries to other uh islands he he sent out missionaries to samoa and uh, islands around there because remember his dream was to create an empire in these south seas and so he's sending out hawaiian missionaries to other areas Uh, you're right eventually it fell through one of the native converts there john tana nepala i probably totally butcher butcher the name but he is the guy directly responsible for translating the book of mormon into hawaiian from English to white. So he was actually he was using the Book of Mormon. He's just like, no, I'm the I'm the prophet. Yeah, I don't know how much he was using the Book of Mormon. Okay. Though. <laughs> I mean, he'd only been a member for what about a year. <laughs> you know, I think if you call a person that's been a year to be a minister, you get you get what you deserve. <laughs> I, I have to agree with you. I mean, there's a reason why now these missionaries go out by two, two by two, right? With a companion there. So they're like, are you sure that's a good idea, Elder? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this guy is like, you know what? This doesn't feel quite like the church should be run. And I, I don't think that uh, the army actually destroyed Salt Lake City. I'm going to send some letters up to... Uh, Brigham Young or whoever and, and and see if this is going on if this is right but and uh, eventually like you know five or six years later some uh, missionaries came oh actually it was it was probably about ten years later so I, Brigham I Young got the the letters soon after this guy started doing no, on that no 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 it, it was later on at first it, he he had it I mean everyone was like why wouldn't I mean all these missionaries left because. You know, the war, the Utah war, it's like, of course, you know, that that's it that's what out. happened. Can yeah, we it checks call, out. call it really a Utah war? Yeah, they call it the Utah war. Do they? Okay. Yeah. I, a war, that's just... Yeah, I know. That's, I know. It, nothing. Yeah. Nothing happened. Nothing. Yeah. Not. You're right. The army didn't fire a shot. Uh, that's what they call it. So, and I think it happened about 10 years because in the life of Joseph F. Smith, remember, he got sent back. And then he was in the militia there. The Utah militia was patrolling the mountains or whatever for a while. Then he went on a mission to England for a while. 
Uh, and then he came back, he got married, and then he was part of the expedition to go to the Sandwich Islands. Uh, Again. To ask, act as interpreter because, uh, you know, Brigham Young was getting these reports, so he sent a couple uh, of the big boys down there. He sent uh, Lorenzo Snow, uh, Ezra T. Benson, Oh, down these, there. these are all prophets, or they all well, became Lawrence presidents Snow, of the church. Ezra T. Benson was, I think, a member of the Quorum of the Twelve. No. Yeah. Ezra T. Benson. No, T. T. His, like, great-great-grandpa. Oh, okay. Well, there yeah. we go. Never mind, then. Lorenzo Snow, though. Yeah. So he sent there, and Joseph Smith went over with him, and they they went over, talked to him, excommunicated Walter Gibbons, threw him out. And it looks like the natives were like, oh, okay, no problem. <laughs> and because the militia wasn't shooting at him or anything else like that. Uh, and then, but... I think you need... Hold on just a second. You uh-huh. need to play, he needed to play this a little bit better and say, there will come a time where these false people will come and say that they're real, they're real representatives of the church. And the, you need to shoot, with, shoot without... Without question. Remember, Joseph F. Smith was there, and he'd oh, been a missionary right. okay. for four years, and he was he was quite good too. Everyone knew him. He, okay. he, yeah, he 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 was a popular guy there. So they went in there, got rid of him. But the thing is, is that Walter Gibson had all the land, and he had all their money, and he wouldn't give it up because it was all in his personal name, and they couldn't get him to give it up, and so he was excommunicated, but he had a lot of money and land. And so what he did is like, well, I can't do this religiously. I'm going to do this politically. So he set up a newspaper, started uh, printing out stuff, uh, pro-Hawaiian and pro-settlers. Eventually, he got into the parliament, eventually became a, one of the prime ministers to the king and in, the, in his cabinet. And eventually, because the cabinet members kept coming and going, he kept on acquiring more and more cabinet titles. And so they eventually, they actually called him the minister of everything. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> so he was there for a while there with the king. From what I've read, I, I don't know a lot of his things, but he was still really gung-ho on creating some sort of federation with all the other islands and creating a united front there. That sounds like a great idea. It actually. does. Yeah. It does sound like a great idea. Yeah. But supposedly he also had some other policies that, that hastened the rebellion and independence. Uh, and the ousting of the king, uh, it made it easier for for everyone to, for them to sell the idea of we need to get rid of this guy. He was wanted dead or alive there, so he moved back into California area, I think San Francisco area, and that's where he died. He died in uh, 1888. So three years after Dr. Pepper was founded. Oh, really? You're right. Is it really? <laughs> he might have even sipped Dr. Pepper on his yeah. deathbed yeah. as uh, the medical. It, it was sold as a medicine for yeah. a while, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, was, it was it really? I don't know if it was. I, think I know Coca-Cola false. was. Yeah. So a, a lot of these drinks that we get were eventually considered like a tonic. I think that's why they were sold at the drugstore. They were considered a, a curative tonic. I think that's just bizarre because they there's no healthiness about them. Well, neither is tobacco, but tobacco was, you know, touted as uh, some cure-all, you know. Like, yeah. the, smoke three cigarettes a day and you'll never see the doctor, you know. <laughs> oh, sort of wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was. It was considered very beneficial, or at least that's what it was touted as. Uh, the people selling it was touted as that. Yeah, once you, once you, when, when you, you smoke, you feel better. Wow. Well, you know, it's like anything... That addictive, of course. Exactly. You feel better when you have to. You have a cigarette, right? You stop shaking and, you know, (laughs) until the next time you need one. Okay, so what what happened next? Well, I don't know where do you want me to go. He died. So who was it that chased him out of the Sandwich Islands? Well, because he was a member of the King's Party. He was in the cabinet there. And so when the rebellion happened, they're like, why would we want you around? And so he got kicked out. So did his land ever revert back or was it? I don't think so. He kept it. He probably sold it and something like that. So one of his daughters changed her name to kind of more of a Hawaiian name. And so I'm wondering if she married Hawaiian while there. That's why I think that at least his kids were around for a a while there. Uh, So, I mean, why would you, 
why would you change your name to a Y name unless you were into kind of integrated into the islands there? She went native. She went native, yeah. Married some awesome stud and whatever. I don't don't know what happened to her, but uh, that's all I know. And I'm just totally guessing because she changed her name. So, Also... Is it a cult? This is kind of... Yeah, I'm going to say it was. I mean, it's a little bit... (laughs) Yeah. It's a little, it's a little nutty. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I, I would, I would call and it a cult. I want to say it was brilliant the <laughs> way he couldn't do that today. No, no. Our communication was that, so good, yeah. but the communication was so bad then. Okay. So like for instance, missionary, those, those missionaries he sent to Samoa, they went over there. They converted, uh, I don't know, a couple hundred people and stuff like that. And for a couple of years, and then they heard that uh, that w- w- Walter eventually they, they found out that, that Walter Gibson had been excommunicated, and they're like, oh, so they kind of went native, and <laughs> and just hung out in Samoa and got married and started businesses and stuff like that. And like years later, years later, one of the guys, he's going to Hawaii and he finds this old newspaper and it talks about uh, the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, John Taylor. And he's like, hey, you mean <laughs> the church is still there in Salt Lake City? It didn't get destroyed? Oh my God. So Yeah. And so he sent a letter over there. Eventually they sent missionaries on over to the uh Samoan the islands. Samoan islands. <laughs> like yeah oh, interesting yeah as I say the the communication was just not good there the good the bad and the culty now we discuss what this week's cult did right and where they got it all wrong what's the good Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii. <laughs> sandwich. Sandwich Islands. Sandwich Islands. That's good. That makes me hungry What's and your happy. sandwich? Oh, there are so many good ones. Oh, yeah. You, you can't really choose yeah, a favorite, right? It's, it's oh, so many good ones. Picture this. Take, take two pieces of bread. And we're going to call this a sourdough bread. A nice, okay. nice Sounds sourdough good. bread. We're going to butter it up. Turn on the griddle. To medium heat, we're gonna bake both sides of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. very both nice. Both sides are nice. crispy. Yeah. Nice and toasty. But with that, we're gonna also throw on some mayo. Those that like mayo and a little mustard, and then would you do Miracle Whip in any circumstance? No, here? I would okay. never do Miracle okay. Whip for sure. anything. Miracle I know Whip. Where you stand with that. <laughs> yeah. So thank okay. you. Let's get back to the beautiful sandwich. Beautiful I, sandwich. I, I'm and then we right take now. we take mm-hmm. some turkey turkey breasts. Okay. Turkey. We throw it on there, and we throw some cheese on there, and mm-hmm. we're gonna go what with a Havarti. We're going okay. with a Havarti okay, today. That's interesting. A dill Havarti, actually. Let's go with a dill one. And then we're going to we're going to make it basically a cheese sandwich griddled. Mm. We're going to we're going to make sure it's griddled again, so that's nice and warm mm-hmm. and hot. Yeah. And then we're going to put it on our mouth, and we're going to. That's just, nice. You right, know what would okay. make it even better is like some thinly sliced tomatoes. Yeah, you have there. to have the tomatoes on there. Tomatoes yeah. is fine. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, tomatoes are yeah. good. That that sounds really yeah. good. But that's not your sandwich, a favorite sandwich. That's only one of many. There's so many. Of course, that's sandwiches. one of many. That's yeah. just yeah. something that I was thinking of right now. I'm like, that's yeah, that what I'm in the delicious. mood for. Yeah. And nice and a nice tomato soup with that. And mm-hmm. when I'm talking about a tomato soup, I'm talking about a real tomato a real, soup. Yeah, where you made. you pull the tomatoes out and you actually caramelize the tomatoes in a saute pan before you make the tomato soup. And, and make then, it, make and then you blend it up. Yeah. No, no. You just blend it straight up and that salt, pepper. It's done, and it is the uh, most you, beautiful thing ever. That is good, but or, I like a roux in there. Make it just a little bit thicker there. Straight uh, tomatoes, you don't need a, a roux in it. Or, no. I think you need to add a little bit of no. like, cream. You guys, to make it like that, that. That's quit yeah, destroying yeah, my vision, okay? <laughs> you have never had a homemade roasted tomato soup. Well, Gunner, I'm expecting that. Yeah, we want to I can't convince. Okay. Callie made it for me once, and it was the most. It was the best thing I've ever had. Well, yeah, maybe not the best thing, but it was so delicious. And I can't convince her to do it again because she says it takes too much work to do mm. it. Yeah. Because really, you're caramelizing those tomatoes like they're black did, and everything. Did, and did she actually have to take off the peels? No. Did she have, no, she, she didn't, just she blend it in there. Okay. It's so delicious. That's, that's one of the nice things about blenders is you can get away with stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, that sounds, sounds good. good. Uh, so anything else good about this? I think going rogue like that, <laughs> I guess genius. <laughs> Yeah. And you can't blame the guy. You've been part of an organization for a year and they give you so much. I've got these. They didn't give him the power. They just told him you can be a missionary and you go and talk to these things. And he's like, he's at the sandwich. I was like, well, heck. <laughs> you see an opportunity like that. You take it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, you can, I am not blaming him at all. <laughs> well... Uh, you can blame someone for being an asshole. Right? <laughs> but maybe he wasn't. Maybe uh, he was benevolent. Let's, benevolent. Let's call him a gentleman adventurer, okay? We'll call him a gentleman manipulator. Yeah. He, you know, Which, okay, one of the things still is... Still one of the worst is, kind of people. I would prefer that he come straight out and be an ass than be a, 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 a manipulator. Yeah. He, one of the other things he did is he expected people to give him things to talk to him. You know, like that you'd have to give him a chicken or or yams or something to, to to talk to him about whatever. You know, he expected gifts and so on. He was, you know, he was, he, he set himself up. Nathan, I know these sounding awesome to you. Okay, <laughs> like he just got so much land out of this for what? I love it. Oh, so the bad. I'm trying to. I'm trying hard to find, figure out something. He fleeced a whole lot of people here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He fleeced a whole lot of people. He did taking the land from all those people. All. Yeah. It's like just because you can take it doesn't mean that you should. You want to be a seventy? <laughs> Pay yeah. me two hundred and thirty bucks, and it's yours. You know. It's you know. That's annoying. Uh, let's see what else bad they. Well, just straight up lying to people. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I didn't take advantage. It's just, and obviously, it's a house of cards. It's, it's uh, sooner or later, you know, someone's going to come by and be like, hey, what's going on here? And in the end, he was ratted out by his own uh, followers. They were like, something's not right here. You know, so. Okay, how about the culty then? And now we take from what we learned this week and build our own cult one belief at a time. What do we want to take on from this? Cult? Well, I think for a certain amount of money, we could make other people bishops too. <laughs> <laughs> we could. Giving away titles. I think, I think that's we, what we do. That. Okay, we'll do that on the website. We're yeah, I mean, obviously titles. we can't, you know, but we could do religious titles. Oh, my heck. Well, they could be Grand Poopa. Yeah, yeah I mean, we can come up with some titles that, we aren't, come up with some that titles. aren't sacrilegious or against the law. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but we could. We could uh, priestesses of temples. I like that one. <laughs> How about I've been I've had this idea for a while. I don't know okay. if I've asked you about this, but so you have some land in southern Utah. Yeah, yeah. How about making it a micronation? Southern? You mean central Utah? Central Utah. Central Utah How micronation. About, yeah, if you just declared it separate from Utah and the rest of the of the country. I have a feeling I'd still have to pay taxes on it. You don't ever make the mistake. You you're going to get out of taxes, but uh-huh. um, but you could have your own stamp, your own flag. You could have your a license. You mm-hmm. could have you could be president. I mean, there's a lot going there on. There is a lot. I I think I'd be dictator though. I like the sound of that better than president. Generally, generalissimo. That's what you already are. Generalissimo. Yeah. Generalissimo forer and. Maybe we need to look into that. Okay. okay. Handing out titles, the titles. is the okay. thing. Yeah, so, we can uh, buy titles. This this holiday Christmas season, uh, for those of you that are not, I guess, is Christian a bad thing now? Can we not say Christmas? Oh, yes, we can. Anything. You can say Christmas. Okay, that's, I just saw that there are some people complaining about it on, online. About well, it's it. not everyone's holiday. Christian. Well, you don't have to be Christian to, like, still celebrate but if, Christmas. But if someone is, like, happy Kwanzaa. Okay. And that everything was Kwanzaa related, and you're a Christian, you'd maybe feel a little left out. I, if someone was giving me a present, I wouldn't be too sad. Yeah. About it. Oh, you're giving me a Kwanzaa present? I'll take it. I. You know what I really want? I want Kwanzaa huts. That's, yeah. that's what I really mm-hmm. want. If there's like any kind of, you know, real religion slash festival that would give me one of those, I'd be very happy. And your tax dollars are going to the Kwanzaa celebration. <laughs> I think we, that's kind of that's part of what what they're upset about. I'm sure. <laughs> I I don't think too many tax dollars are going toward Christmas. I mean, we have 
in Spanish Fork, there's a nativity scene out front of the that's maintained by this mm. by the city. Oh, that's yeah, that's local authorities. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't I'm have just a saying. With that. Yeah. I can if, see that, but I can see if you were a tax-paying person and you, everyone was celebrating Kwanzaa around you, and you're like. Mm. If, this, if the city was if the city did it and you're like that's my tax dollars going for that and no, they're I, praying to some different god I, and my kids are having to hear that I I I don't know I lived in a culture for a while that wasn't to mine and I had no problems it's it's fun with it I I, I had no problems it's about with it. building community it's about and, and they had a state religion that wasn't mine and I really didn't have that much problem with it at all yeah, you know, it's a state religion. I, 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 if you're in a culture, this is my thought. If you are in a culture, you need to be in a culture. And I don't mean accepting don't every practice, yeah. but it being okay with the practice, unless it is like you know, you go ahead and rape my daughter, kind of the practice. But you know, in general, stuff like that, where you, they have holidays and re- religious holidays or other things that aren't yours. Uh, national anthems or whatever that aren't yours, whatever y- you you need to be part. If you live in that culture, you need to at least be aware and do what you can to to be a part of that. So when I was in Costa Rica, I learned their national anthem. I sang it with them. I I did as much as I could to be a part of the culture, and and to embrace it, uh, even if I didn't. You know, I, I mean, I obviously in the States, I'm not following it or whatever. But while I was there with them, I, I did everything I could to be, be a part of it. Like if following Sharia law, if you were in. If I was there, <clears throat> I would follow as much of it as I could. If I was living there and everyone and that was the norm. I Yeah, I would not be. I would not be like, Shh, we don't my follow that. Not, my life's not going out with. My life is fine going out with a, with a hijab. On, yeah, with a, without with, one, with a hijab. No, yeah. but she's fine going, having wearing one. Yeah, I, I to, would, would if it was. One. I I wouldn't yeah. make her one, but wear one. Of course, I'm not going to force her to. But we talk about it, and we'd say this. We we probably should, we need to follow this. And, and if I for your safety, but even yeah. just because we're spitting at the culture, you know, uh, we're we're. We, we need to respect the culture we're in as long as it's not something that's completely against our our ideals and our, and you know yeah you know but then, but even so if if that became too hard it'd be time for it's me time to move, to move. it's yeah, time, to, it's time move. to move yeah you have to respect the culture that you're living in as much as possible but but some of those things that you call culture in there are human right rights issues that that can cause a problem the, and there that's, are. That, there that's are where, you know, the lines can be. But I don't think that the state or the, the, the city putting up a nativity scene is human rights issues at all. No, it's, not, it's, it's not. Just, it's just and it's not. And it's not like culture. they're spending 60 percent of their budget to, to put something up like that. It is. It's it's a cultural thing. And, you and it just, benefits and even, yeah, more even people atheist, than it doesn't. You you say this is the culture here. And yeah, and you maybe not. You don't have to support it, but you you need to be okay as, as much as possible with the culture that you're living in. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. I bet a lot of people don't believe the way I believe. No, but it's okay. They don't. I, I totally, uh, Nathan. You don't. Oh, I I don't. I think it's more complicated than just like oh, if just do what everyone else is doing, go along with the flow. I, no, I don't think it. I don't think it's too much more complicated. I think that you're making it complicated, and you're a bad person. <laughs> I don't disagree with that. I, I I think there's something that causes more problems with very very few people complaining about those things that don't really matter that much well it is perspective right what matters like for example this happened i think it was in utah someplace where they built a a junior high and they had a some of the land like or no we're selling this to the church we're selling mm-hmm. this to the lds church and the, the uh another competing religion said no actually we're gonna buy it Mm-hmm. And we're going to buy it for a little bit more than they were going to buy it for. And you have to sell it to us if we're going to. And they ended up like, no, actually, we're not going to buy it. Or we're not going to sell it. And the mm-hmm. the school district decided not to sell it mm-hmm. because the church couldn't buy it. 
And so they decided not to sell. Yeah, they didn't have enough money. <laughs> that, that church. No, it was. It wasn't about. It wasn't about that time money. It's like, oh no, you have to sell it to the person who the highest bidder. Yeah, and you just, do. We, uh-huh. They just bid it a little bit higher than the church did. Yeah, uh-huh. you don't, like, uh, We don't. We don't. Do you have to do that? that much. Like, what? if I'm selling my house, do I have to sell it? It's to the not, person it, that it them was. Out? If a school district is it's, fiduciary it's responsibility. Oh, so okay. the, and it. and that's smart. You have to do it that oh, way. Of course. Because, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. But I'm just saying, it's like there's there's so, such a gray area. Like, well, should they be able to just buy that land and have their own seminary there, or mm-hmm. like there's there's a lot of gray area of just uh, with, with that kind of thing. There yeah, is some gray area. Uh, I I'm completely with agree with you. And uh, when I come by, when, when I talked about how uh, emphatic I was. I'm not that, in fact. I agree with you. There are some gray areas, and there are some times where you are like, hey, what's going on here? But as I say, in general, I find it annoying when people go into another culture and they don't think about it. You know, they don't think about the principles of, of that, and they're like, well, I'm, I'm the one that's right. Yeah, you know, I, I, and, and, and you you all need to change to accommodate you, me. me. Yeah, I I you know I I should have gone into you know into Costa Rica. I should have been like, you guys are all going to hell. <laughs> no, I, I think col- culture wise is, is different. You, you know, should just go with it if, with most people if yeah. if it's not isn't if it doesn't go against your values. Forget this tamales for Christmas stuff. But, <laughs> but when it's like church state re- mix is where it kind of, that's the you are, but area. even, but yeah, but even then, I mean, Costa Rica had a state religion and I wasn't. And, and because of that, there were certain things that you couldn't do. And I did find some of the things annoying, like marriages, you know, stuff like that. But same time, I don't know. Yeah. It, there's, First of all, I wasn't living there permanently, okay? But you, you just sometimes you, you just don't buck the system. You, you just, especially if it's not something truly important. Now, if it was slavery or something like that, or, uh, you know, subjugation of women beating them and stuff like that, you, if, and if there's a way you can show, you know, that you're well, not for that, then go for it. But. Well, let's talk about like real issues. Those are okay. things that are real. Yeah, let's talk about happens. What are you talking about? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, we we good. totally got into something. Uh, we got into something a little bit different on that. No, I I thought that was awesome discussion. Yeah, I think Nathan had some great ideas there. No, I don't and think so. Wise counsel. Uh, he <laughs> insulted my beliefs and so no no i i'm with what you're saying nathan but i i don't think it's black and white it's not yeah it it really isn't but i do think that what we're talking about is changing basically a society so that it benefits just a few you know the few Mm -hmm. and maybe that few is getting more and more but what harm is it that we have we have that it's a beautiful story whether or not you believe it or not Christ, that whole idea of what he did for us, it's a beautiful story, whether or not you believe it. Mm -hmm. The stuff that's beautiful. (laughs) But maybe you don't believe it, so you're a bad person and you're going to hell. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I I have to go the strong opposite side, Nathan. Sorry. I'm like, I'm sounding so like right wing Republican. Republican. I'm signing myself right wing when I when I go that way. Yeah, I think this that's a, that's our cult. There's I think that's a wrap, guys. I, I don't have anything more to say about Walter Gibson except I kind I, I kind of do admire him a little bit. Yeah. I have to admit, yeah. he, no. he was a, yeah, he was fun. he was a true filibuster. He was one of those guys, the adventurers. It's like I'm gonna. Take whatever I can. <laughs> I'm gonna whatever opportunity I have. I'm gonna make the most of it. <laughs> anyway, nope. I do not like that kind of person. Yeah, I know. I well, I don't either. And if I was like today, I'd be if you know, and he was sitting there next to me, I'd be like, what the hell? But some sometimes with history, there's a nice buffer zone. You know, a nice buffer zone between that asshole that did that and you and that time that buffer zone yeah. of time gives you kind of a, a f- 
You, you know, like scout camps. You know, remember going to scout camps? They're awful. They were awful, but after a couple of weeks, you couldn't wait to tell your friends the, the crazy stories or that happened. having kids. Uh-huh. And you, yeah. you know, yeah. childbirth, and then you're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. I don't remember being exactly. that bad. Exactly. A couple yeah. months later, you're like, oh, yeah, I'll do it again. You know? <laughs> and so that that's the kind of foggy lens there that I'm looking at Walter from. And you're right. If I was living there in the Sandwich Islands at the time and this guy comes in and is preaching all this stuff and doing all these things and i'm like well i guess i should follow him and then oh i'd be so betrayed i would feel so betrayed yeah these people yeah it's the person that claims to be doing everything for righteous reasons and every cult leader does that every cult leader is like oh this is you know i'm right and i'm going to do this for your benefit this is this is so that you have salvation Mm -hmm. and everything they're doing is self-serving he's getting all the land for himself Mm -hmm. he's doing all this whether or not he thinks that he's trying to make a nation the mission he's trying to make is for him. Yeah. Everything is for him. It's not for the people. Mm-hmm. And it's not because of their betterment. And that's what I don't like. Someone no. that's falsifying what they're trying to do. Yeah, a piece of shit agree. person. And I don't like him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there you have it. It's official. Yeah. The bishop has spoken. <laughs> and this bishop sure has a potty mouth. <laughs> Just think, if someone pays, I don't know how much is it going to be, 20 bucks, they could be the bishop that has spoken too. <laughs> I think well, it won't be bishop of the nice cult. Of the nice cult, yes. They'll be bishop to the nice cult? No, no. I think auxiliary bishop. They'll be assistant to the bishop of the nice cult. <laughs> that doesn't have a great ring to it, though. You can be the first bishop, okay? Okay, I'll be uh, bishop. Well, well, we need to have, like, the Catholic, what are those called? Um, cardinals? Cardinals, there it is, yes. <clears throat> that sounds really official. Yeah. Cardinal. Yeah, we'll call them the Red Colonels. Colonels. <laughs> we hope you had fun with us as we explored this week's cult. Join our adventure next week as we continue to build our cult one belief at a time. Until then, if you're going to join a cult, join the nice cult.